you where you were going 40 miles an hour. This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top 9 miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live Wide Open. Off the end of the back straightaway. Larson's going to send it. Larson's in the wall. Larson's on Hamlin's back bumper. Logano leads down the back straightaway. Keselowski's in line. Now he turns him. Boot team Penske cars crash. Keselowski is up in a ball of flame. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Now. Here is your host, Mike Bagley. Thank you, Fred Armstrong. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open. Mike Bagley and the MRN crew here back with you. Coming off of race two of the three-race West Coast Swing, we were at Las Vegas Motor Speedway last weekend, getting ready to go out to Phoenix Raceway. We've had a chance to hear from a lot of you out there. A lot of fans happy with what you're seeing so far in the first four races, including the clash, obviously, before the season started. But it seems like there's a lot of buzz, a lot of energy coming out of Vegas. And then, of course, heading into Phoenix this weekend, where we're going to have triple header coverage. More on that coming up. One of the drivers that's going to be in play this weekend in Phoenix, especially in the NASCAR Xfinity Series, he raced a couple of weeks ago at Fontana, is Trevor Bain. Remember, he won the Daytona 500 just about a decade ago with the Wood Brothers and the legendary number 21. Went on a little hiatus, and now he's back. He's got a seven-race deal with Joe Gibbs Racing, and now he's at four-race number two. Finished in the top five at Fontana. Wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't have a shot to win the race. Let's go to the hotline and bring in the driver of the number 18, Devotion, Nutrition, Toyota, Supra 4, Joe Gibbs Racing. Trevor Bain is back with us. Trevor, welcome to NASCAR Live Wide Open. How are we doing? I'm doing great, man. Got my whole uh, circus of a family loaded up in the car, headed to the airport to uh, fly out to Phoenix. What kind of an undertaking is getting everyone corralled into the car (laughs) to get to the airport? Well, it looks a little different than it did a few years ago when we only had one or two kids. Now we have four. And so 
the uh, the full expedition is taken up by suitcases, car seats, kids, snacks, everything. So it'll be interesting to see how we can just load this whole car onto the airplane today and see if they'll just let us drive it up on there somehow. <laughs> Was four children always the plan for you? It, it was. It uh, Ashton and I, when we got married, said, "Man, it'd be cool to have four kids." And you know, we we got the three and almost stopped there because three was was wild. And we thought, "Ah, well, let's let's just go for it. What's one more?" But four is exponentially crazier. So um, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. You know, our kids are great together and have a good time. But. Um, this is the first time we've loaded them all up to go to the racetrack. So I'll let you know if it's still fun at the end of the day after flying across the country. <laughs> sure, that'll be that'll be a blast. Do they know what Daddy does for a living behind the wheel of a race car? <laughs> well, they know I roast coffee. Uh, they got that down the last few years, but this is kind of new for them to see uh, me as a race car driver. You know, Ellie was so young, and Levi was basically a newborn there he was only i think a year old if that the last time that i raced a cup car and so uh this is new for them to get to see this side and and that's really one of the coolest parts about this opportunity is to be able to show my kids what what i did and what i still like to do which is drive race cars and uh you know but but they're all about winning so i think they're going to be disappointed if we don't get to victory lane this weekend I, i can't let them down there are a couple of facets to your career that I want to explore. And the most obvious is you had this opportunity with Joe Gibbs racing. We saw you on the racetrack at Fontana, had a shot to win, came very close. You're coming back again. You're second of seven races. So when did this first start? When did you, after leaving the Cup Series, after leaving Roush Fenway, you took some time away and then you've come back. When did the comeback begin or was it always a burn that, that was within you? No, it, it was always a burn, you know, for me, from the time I found out I wouldn't be in the Roush car, I, I tried to get in something, you know, I met with Junior Motorsports and Penske and Joe Gibbs and kind of all the organizations to try to find a top ride, whether it be an Xfinity uh, or Cup. And, you know, I didn't really explore the truck series fully at that time just because I really wanted to stay in a car. But uh, in 2020 there, when I had the opportunity to drive a few races, it was a lot of fun to drive trucks. So that kind of opened up my horizons to driving anything. And, and I, you know, started pursuing basically anything I could. Um, I would say there was a period in 2019, though, where I was kind of burned out and just wanted to do something different for a little while um, and tried to kind of run from racing and, and get it out of my system and start a business. And uh, we bought a farm in Tennessee and, and built a house. And, and I was kind of away from it, kind of like the Carl Edwards approach. And it didn't really work for me. I, I still loved racing. Anytime it was on TV, I, I found myself trying to find it. And, uh, you know, it was just that desire never went away. And so that's how I knew I didn't want to be done, um, was, was when I did get away and I still had that urge. So I built a dirt late model, ran that some last year a few times and, and had a great time doing it. Uh, but this opportunity to drive an Xfinity for a great team like Joe Gibbs Racing, really, I, I didn't know if I would get another shot to do that. Um, I always wanted to, but I thought, man, four years out of the car, like, you know, I've kind of beat the woods looking for sponsorship and, and a team that maybe wouldn't need sponsorship if I didn't have it. And the opportunities just weren't happening. And December of this year, I was on the phone uh talking to my dad and, and I had been talking to Devotion Nutrition uh, owner Dana a little bit and, and her mother Mickey um, and, and we have a good family relationship with them and we were just talking about their business and, and kind of growing that and they voiced that they would love to do 
kind of their first adventure in marketing. Um, they've grown their business, which is a, a protein and vitamin company that's top-notch product. They've kind of grown it guerrilla style through social media. And they said, hey, I feel like it's time to really take it to the masses. And we think NASCAR with you could be a good platform. And so when they said that, we kind of got a budget together. I went and talked to Steve D'Souza and he said, well, if, if this is kind of what they want to do, I think this would be a great fit with our 18 car that, that has some limited schedule openings. And uh, we started in December and put the full program together. I know this is long-winded, but it's a crazy story of how four years after the fact, sponsor comes along, believes in me, wants to market in NASCAR, and we build this program to go racing. What was it like to get that vote of confidence? Oh, it's it's huge. And, and you know, to... When I talked to Jiggins Racing, they were like, man, this is a great opportunity for us as well to have an experienced driver in the car. You know, we, we've always had a great relationship, and I think they wanted me in their cars. It was just trying to get the funding to do it. And so uh, with Devotion making that possible, it's been huge. And for them to believe in me, I mean, they're a small business, female-owned, uh, very new business. For them to take the kind of risk with, with the funds that it takes to fill the NASCAR program and, and say, we want to grow our business and we think this can do it. You know, that, that kind of like puts the pressure on to say, hey, we got to run good. We got to do everything we can to kind of grow their business. And um, I think we're doing that. You know, it's, it's been great so far. And uh, a lot of new people are checking their products out and, and really liking them. So um, that's been cool. But, but it's a kind of a new thing for me, being a small business owner, seeing how much that takes to do it. Uh, it means a lot to me that they were willing to do that. So you've had this going on with the racing, the small business and, and the coffee business there in Tennessee. But at the same time, also on um, FS1, NASCAR on Fox as an analyst. When did when did the media side come calling? I think, you know, once I realized or thought I realized that I wasn't getting back in a race car at that level. I mean, I, I kind of thought, OK, it's been three years like that's kind of done, but I still love racing. And I've got this knowledge and, you know, really enjoy talking. If you can't tell in here, I'm probably talking too much, but <laughs> I enjoy being around the sport. And uh, when Jeff Gordon said that he was leaving Fox, I just thought, man, that's probably going to leave a gap somewhere. Like somebody's going to take that spot, which kind of has a trickle down effect. So I called Jacob Ullman at Fox and, and spoke with him and he said, you know, do you have anything you could send me that you've done before? And I said, well, no, not really. Besides interviews, I've never done anything like this. Um, and he said, well, you know, uh, that's understandable and we'll give you a shot. So he gave me um, a couple races to commentate the ARCA series and then a couple uh, truck race day shows. And it just really felt natural and it was a good fit and I really enjoyed it. And so it's just grown from there, and, and I'm loving being on that side and really learning a lot about the sport, uh, how hard you all work as analysts or commentary or, or people that do media in the sport. You all work hard, and I just took that for granted, and um, it's been really fun to see that side. Well, we love having you a part of, quote-unquote, our side over here on the broadcasting <laughs> side, but we also love having you in the race car. We can't wait to see you get to Phoenix and uh, see what you got for him there. We mentioned that you're in for seven races at Joe Gibbs Racing. What next? When that seventh race happens, what happens after that as far as racing? Well, I, I really don't know yet, Mike. I mean, the desire is that this would grow and that I could, you know, maybe even be back to full-time running for championships. Um, but I have no idea. And, and 
you know, I've always played that game of like, what's next, what's next, and tried to put the puzzle pieces together to make it happen. And it's just never worked out the way that I've envisioned it working. And so I think with this opportunity, I'm, I'm really taking it for what it is. You know, seven races, maybe eight coming soon. Um, but, you know, just make the most of it. Try to go win these races. Show what we can do in good equipment um, and, and enjoy it. You know, if, if this is the last time I get to drive a race car, then I want to really enjoy it. And if we go win and it turns into an opportunity, then then sure, that's what I would love to see happen. But I know that nothing's ever guaranteed in this sport and, and just want to take advantage of the opportunity that I have right now. And I'm sure you will maximize this opportunity, and I'm sure it's going to be special having the family in tow this weekend out in Phoenix. And speaking of that, I'm going to let you get the rest of the team squared away and get positioned <laughs> to drive the, the, the truck onto the plane and get out to Phoenix. Appreciate you pausing, taking time for us here on NASCAR Live Wide Open. We wish you the best. And uh, don't be a stranger. You're always welcome. No, I really appreciate it, man. Thanks for, for taking time to listen to my, my little story here. We're, uh, we're hopefully going to keep adding on to it. And, you know, I got to say, it was so much fun to lead that race at California. And I think Phoenix, we could go do the same thing. So we're going to go try to win us one this weekend. Thank you, Trevor. Uh, what a story there. With Roush Fenway Racing, things dissolved there. And he faded away from the racing landscape. Started becoming a small business owner. And now... He's back. Still has the still has the urge to race. We wish him the best in this seven race stint with Joe Gibbs Racing in 2022, and perhaps maybe he'll catch the eye of someone. He'll be back in a full time opportunity coming up maybe in 2023. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper to bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. Speaking of Phoenix Raceway, let's shift gears here. We're off to Phoenix this weekend. We mentioned the triple header a few moments ago. The Arkham Menard Series, the Arkham Menard Series West in town for the General Tire 150. Also the NASCAR Xfinity, the NASCAR Cup Series there. Um, it's going to be held at the Phoenix Raceway, which falls under the purview of our next guest. Julie Giese has been a very prominent lady in motorsports for quite a while. Matter of fact, Julie's been on the scene for a greater part of a decade plus. Uh, I've had a chance to know Julie for quite a while. It's International Women's Month, and we're saluting women and their impact on motorsports. And there is no doubt that Julie has made a large impact in NASCAR. Let's go to the Zoom hotline here on NASCAR Live Wide Open and bring in the president of Phoenix Raceway. Julie Giese is here. Julie, welcome to NASCAR Live Wide Open. Thank you so much for having me. Happy race week. Happy Phoenix race week. Happy Phoenix race week to you as well. So uh, everything all buttoned up out there. You ready for us to arrive on the scene? Absolutely. Our campers have beat everybody to it. They started moving in on Monday. We've got a great crowd already out there. Uh, obviously, we go on track on Friday with the, the Ruoff Mortgage on 500 on Sunday. It's, it's, it's shaping up to be a really, really fun weekend. We're excited. How long does it take you to get the racetrack ready? <laughs> uh, it's a great question. Um, I mean, we really don't ever 
let our foot off the gas after the championship. This event, especially, it feels like it comes so quickly because you've got championship weekend, and then you've really you've got the holidays, and then I mean we're right back at it for season launch. So this event really comes back quickly. So a lot of the things that we've prepared for November um, stay in place uh, for now for this this March race, and then we'll. We'll close, we'll roll up some of the banners and put some things away between now and obviously championship. Obviously, when we come back for November, it is for championship weekend. But one thing that's going to be unique in the area that you're in, the Super Bowl is going to be happening basically across the freeway from you in January. Do those things cross pollinate? I mean, will will the raceway you know gather some steam from that, even though that they're that they're laid so far apart? Phoenix is a championship city, a big sports city. We know that. What's the impact of having Phoenix Raceway go in November and then the Super Bowl fire off in the end of January, beginning of February? Yeah, I think this will be my first time in the market when we've had Super Bowl here. So I'm super excited to understand and see all the different things that go into hosting a Super Bowl. We saw a taste of it when we were in L.A., obviously, for the Bushlight Clash. Uh, so the, I think the two definitely do cross. Um, I think part of it is... Um, how do we maximize the opportunity for the, the events that they're hosting? Um, are there things we can do at the venue um, that during that time, potentially? I don't know what that is. It's, we've had some conversations with the Super Bowl host committee. Um, and, uh, you know, for me, it's always about how do we how do we continue to stay relevant and, and stay involved? And the Super Bowl is definitely an option. March is International Women's Month. And we like to spotlight the successes of women, especially in motorsports and especially in NASCAR. Your name is at the top of that list. Julie, I'd like you to give some some background and some texture into how you became involved in motorsports. How old were you when you first had a curiosity about motorsports? So uh, I grew up a race fan. I grew up in central Wisconsin on a dairy farm. My dad watched uh, races and I remember watching the races with him um, on the weekends I was a Bill Elliott fan back then um, and then turned into a Dale Jarrett fan. And um, really, I mean, so early on racing was was part of my life, thanks to my dad. And um, when I went to college, I said I grew up on a dairy farm. So I went to school for agriculture, animal science, actually. And after a couple of years, uh, I did an internship in Madison and realized, wow, this is not at all what I want to do. Uh, it was it was animal genetics and I was sitting behind a microscope for hours on end and I quickly I mean that's the great things about internships you realize what you like and what you don't like and I decided quickly to change my major I um I added marketing to it and that was really when I started thinking about sports in general but specifically racing um and I really wanted to explore that I had a friend who was doing some racing on uh, throughout the Midwest. Um, his son is actually in the truck series now, uh, Derek Krause. So um, Mark Mark Krause, Derek's dad, was was racing and I, um, I was helping him with sponsorships. I was terrible at it, <laughs> but he let me, uh, he let me help out. And, um, and it really helped me understand more about the sport. So when I graduated from college, I actually sent my resume out to all the racetracks thinking, okay, this, how hard can this be, right? Um, I, I did not get a job. I got a lot of rejection letters. Um, I actually still have them. I have the rejection letters from, from Phoenix Raceway, from Daytona National Speedway, uh, from Kansas Speedway at the time. 
Um, and uh, I, it's fun to look back at them now because a lot of them are signed by my peers. Um, so that's really how it started for me. I continued to network and really wanted to make sure everybody I came in contact with knew that I had a love for racing. and. Uh, I got a job at an agency in Minneapolis. Uh, there was a coworker there who had a friend who worked at Watkins Glen International and uh, they were hiring a PR coordinator position. She mentioned it to me because he had mentioned it to her. And uh, I guess the rest is history. That was January of 2001. I packed my bags and moved to upstate New York from Minneapolis um, and spent four years there before heading to Daytona for a bulk of my career. For any young ladies that are listening to your story right now and, and find themselves in a similar position, what kind of tips can you give them? Because you just got done saying you got all these rejection letters. It's not as easy as everyone thinks it is or could be. What are some of the tips to get through some of the hurdles to get involved in motorsports? You know, the, the things I would say is first and foremost, don't give up. Like if you have a love for something and a passion for something, continue to pursue it and, and network with people, find ways to get involved. Um, you know, I think about our events that we host. We have so many volunteers um, that take to put on those events. Volunteer at your local tracks, um, and and that's a great way to get your foot in the door. Um, our sport is such a family-based um, sport that it's it's a lot about who you know and um, and getting those getting your foot in the door with volunteering, working in guest services, whatever it is at a racetrack. It, it definitely um, is beneficial. And then the other thing I'd say is to, again, raising your hand and not being afraid to to try something new. Again, if you want to work in sports or in racing and you want to work in marketing, like don't just zero in on marketing to start with. There's so many different components to our sport that I think sometimes people get so laser focused that they want to start here. I started out in, in PR um, and got the experience then through marketing and uh, a lot of other things and um, spent two years on the construction side of our business in operations. So um, don't be don't be afraid to raise your hand for those opportunities either. Obviously, you're in search of personal satisfaction and professional satisfaction as well in the role that you're in now as the president of Phoenix Raceway. What over the course of the weekend provides you with either one of those? Uh, all of the, all of it. Um, I love the race events and I love our race fans and I love, um, I love seeing the fans arrive on property with smiles on their faces. Just so happy to be here. Um, I am out there every Monday morning when we open the campgrounds at 7am, I've got donuts for everybody. And, um, you know, the fans are the heart of our sport and I am a race fan. I am way more comfortable sitting in the grandstands than I am uh, standing on the stage giving an introduction or a welcome. Um, I make it a point when I'm when it is race day, I spend, I will go sit in a seat in the grandstands, watch 10 to 15 laps. Um, and that, that's it, that's it really important to me um, to that, that's what got me interested in this sport. So just being with the fans is my favorite part. I know a lot of race fans are going to be satisfied when they leave the property this weekend. Lots to offer. Triple event weekend. Message for the race fans that are either getting ready to hop on an airplane or get in a car and come out to see you this weekend. What kind of tips can you give them as they work their way towards your place? I think uh, just get ready to have a great time and a lot of fun. Uh, I think we have 
such a tremendous fan experience at Phoenix Raceway after the renovation that we did a few years ago. We've got the fan shield infield. If you are coming to the event and have not um, added that fan shield infield experience to your weekend, I definitely recommend you do. With the return of practice and qualifying, Saturday in that space is going to be really special. You can walk into that fan walkway in the NASCAR garages and see the teams. You get to see these next-gen cars up close and personal. I think that the cars are so spectacular in person that um, that alone is why you should be in the fan shield infield um, and never mind the fact that we've got our drivers there and uh, the crews who have always been so great to engage with our fans um, we've got so many different things to do if you're camping with us um, we've got the pedal party um, on Saturday night uh, tonight we've got our, our midweek mixer tomorrow night we're sharing a coke with Julie um, we've got the barn open um, each of Friday and Saturday nights with live entertainment. So just lots to do in addition to the race action. Well, lots going on out there. It's one of our favorite stops on the circuit. I've known you for a while. You do a great job out there and you do a great job in motorsports and in NASCAR. Uh, honored to call you a friend and a colleague. Have a blast. Uh, uh, there's no question. Everybody will have a blast when they get onto the property, but we'll look forward to uh, a great race weekend. And of course, coming back to see you to end the season there in November. Absolutely. Thank you so much for the opportunity. That's Julie Giese, president of Phoenix Raceway. And if you've not been to Phoenix in a while, man, has that place changed. It is beautiful. They have swapped the back stretch with the front stretch. There's so many things for the folks to do out there. Uh, she mentioned the barn. That's probably one of the one of the hub areas of Phoenix Raceway. Of course, going inside and checking out what's inside, watching the cars go through inspection, interacting with team members and uh, drivers and the like. It's a fun weekend. Phoenix is a very fun city. Uh, can't wait to see how perhaps maybe Phoenix Raceway is going to play a role in some part or portion with the Super Bowl. that's going to be coming up in January. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a show dedicated to spotlighting the short track community across the country. Offering a new show every Thursday on the Motor Racing Network's YouTube channel, this show has it covered. Hosted by Chris Wilner and myself, Kyle Rickey, NASCAR Coast to Coast offers insightful interviews and fun deep dives into the what, when, why, and hows of grassroots racing in America. This show serves the heart of racing from coast to coast. Great. Time for the odds breakdown for this weekend's Ruoff Mortgage 500 at Phoenix Raceway. We bring in producer Trey to give us these odds. And this is brought to you by Barstool Sportsbook app. Take a pit stop and download the Barstool Sportsbook app today. Register with promo code MARCH22. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. Trey, what do you have for us this week? Once again, Mike, three weeks in a row since we've left Daytona, there has been one man that has been the favorite each week, and he is this week as well. It is Kyle Larson. It is it is the defending champion. It played out well if you put a couple of units down on him at Auto Club Speedway. It almost paid off again last week at Las Vegas. He is plus 400 to back up his win in the championship race last fall at Phoenix and win there again. Right behind him, Martin Truex Jr. at plus 700. And then Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott, and Joey Logano are all tied for the third favorite at plus 800. If you ask me where I'm going for with my pick for this weekend, zeroing in on the favorites, I'm going Martin Truex Jr. He is the second favorite for this week. He won this race one year ago 
at Phoenix Raceway. And if not for that phenomenal pit stop by Kyle Larson's five team at the end of the race in Phoenix last November, Martin Truex Jr. probably would have swept the races last year and would have became a two time NASCAR Cup Series champion. So that's what I'm going with as far as the favorites go. If you're looking for a long shot, we came very close last week. Ross Chastain, that was the long shot for Vegas, and he looked like he had the best car for a good portion of that race, led more laps in that race than he had in his entire Cup Series career. This week, I've got two names in mind. One isn't that big of a long shot. It's only 18 to 1, so I'm not getting into those super high numbers, but Kevin Harvick, man, Kevin Harvick has won at Phoenix a whopping nine times, and I find it very hard to believe that Kevin Harvick is going to go two years without winning a race. Phoenix is one of, if not his best racetrack, Harvick at 18 to 1, and then I also like Brad Keselowski. He's 40 to 1. Now, out of the former champions in the Cup Series right now, Brad Keselowski is the only champion who has not won at Phoenix Raceway. He ha- He's had some good runs there, and I think that this could possibly be a weekend that he does it. And finally, last week I told you that Barstool does some great things on their app. One of the things they do is they put some featured matchups there where you can look at a driver versus a driver and pick who is going to finish higher. And this week I'm zeroing in on two of the surprises from early this season. Eric Almirola, the only driver to finish in the top 10 all three races, against Ross Chastain, who finished third last week in Las Vegas. Almirola is the favorite to finish ahead of Ross Chastain at minus 182. Chastain plus 140 in that matchup. And I lean towards Almirola. I think Chastain is more likely to win a race in 2022. But Almirola, last year his big win was at New Hampshire. Now, just because they're one mile doesn't mean they're exactly alike. But some flat turns, I think there are some similarities to take from New Hampshire to Phoenix. And Almirola is always good at New Hampshire. So I think if I'm leaning a direction on this pick, I'm going Almirola this weekend over Chastain. But a ton of good stuff to look at in terms of this race on the Barstool Sportsbook app. I love the Almirola pick, but I'll tell you what. Keep Ryan Blaney close to the vest. He is in waiting. I'm telling you, if they can get things to go their way. They got swept up in some stuff last weekend at Las Vegas. But that car runs good, and he runs well at Phoenix. You've got anywhere from, I would say, six to seven drivers that you can make a case for. That could be favorites this weekend. Check it out. The Barstool Sportsbook app. Become a part of the fun. Before we turn you loose here, folks, one more important matter of business to tend to. You know we love to eat, and you know I love to eat. If you're going to Phoenix this weekend, I got a place for you to check out. If you like beef and you like steak, Wheeling on over to T-Bone Steakhouse. It literally is at the foot of the mountains. Um, matter of fact, if you if you start heading for the mountains from the valley, you're going to run into it. Uh, you know, it, depending on how you're going there, you're going to go you're going to go towards the mountains, past Baseline, towards the mountains. You're going to go past Dobbins Road, past about going past Olney Avenue. You want to get on South Nineteenth Avenue? It'll take you right there. They cook your steaks outside. We have eaten outside and watched the valley. It is a beautiful area. There, actually, if you call them, I don't know if they still do this or not, but it used to be that if you want to make a day of it or or make it an experience, you can actually hop on a horse and, and later or, or, or in, in other parts of the city, and you can ride up to the mountains and you can ride back down. They have places to tie up horses. You hop off, you grab a bite to eat, you hop back on the horse, and you go back to where you began, or you can get there by motorized vehicle as well. Um, it really is set out there, but 
The ambiance is great. It reminds you of being in the wild, wild west. And their food is magnificent. Check it out. T-Bone Steakhouse. A a bagman favorite when we head out to Phoenix, Arizona and the Phoenix Raceway. That's all the time we have for it for this week. Don't forget, join us Sunday, 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time. That'll be our live coverage of NASCAR Live Race Day. We'll count you down to the Ruoff Mortgage 500. Then we're back Tuesday night at 7 for the Tuesday edition of NASCAR Live. And then, of course, we're back here next Thursday for another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open. For producer Trey and everybody else here at the Motor Racing Network, I'm Mike Bagley. Enjoy your Phoenix race weekend, and we'll chat with you again next week right here on NASCAR Live Wide Open. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot NASCAR Coast to Coast is a show dedicated to spotlighting the short track community across the country. Offering a new show every Thursday on the Motor Racing Network's YouTube channel, this show has it covered. Hosted by Chris Wilner and myself, Kyle Rickey, NASCAR Coast to Coast offers insightful interviews and fun deep dives into the what, when, why, and hows of grassroots racing in America. This show serves the heart of racing from coast to coast. Do you have an unused car, truck, motorcycle, boat, or RV taking up space? Put it to good use by donating it to the NASCAR Foundation. Proceeds help fund medical resources for children in our racing community. Your wheels can heal. Call 844-NASCAR-9 and we'll come tow away your vehicle for free. The process is quick and your gift is tax deductible. Call 844-NASCAR-9 to donate your vehicle to the NASCAR Foundation today. Your donation will help our children survive and thrive. 